Shop amazing specials now while supplies last at Macy's Gifts You'll Love to Give Sale. Like great deals on coats for him and her from Calvin Klein, Ann Klein, and more top designers. Just $100 and under. Save big on handbags and wallets, now 40% off. And create a cozy retreat at home with 70% off warm throws and flannel bedding from Martha Stewart Collection. Now through Thursday at Macy's. Plus, get $10 in Macy's money for every $50 spent. Up to $40 Macy's money. من همجوری مونده بودم گفتم من یه سال نبودم مثلا چی شده یعنی چی شراب میدونن بعد هم گفتم آره بخو اوکیه فیلمه من همجوری مونده بودم یه مای بود دنیا قشنگ بود یه مای یه موقعی بود هر ورمون رنگ بود سلام سلام خیلی خوش اومدیم به قسمت 15 همه پادکست تاکسیو من نیلفر هستم میزبان شما این سری رو به روی من آرمان نشسته به خاطر اینکه یه پادکستمون یه اپیزود خیلی متفاوتیه ما بچه های گروه پادکست پرژینگل پادکست رو داریم اینجا پیشمون که میخوام یکم با که گپ بزنیم منم نگفتی سلام کنم ولی سلام به همگی ما میذاریم مهمونامون خودشون یکم معرفی کنن خودشون رو اگه دوست دارید بچه ولی شما هم نمون ما هستیم و اینکه این, این پادکست دو جوره نه؟ آره ما مهمون هم دیگه ایم امروز Um, for anyone who's listening to our podcast, this is going to be kind of a split episode where we're going to go back and forth between Persian and English. Um, so hopefully uh, you can keep up, uh, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like the biggest hoax because, uh, I mean, our listeners have to try to keep up. I feel like most of our listeners... Their Farsi is better than mine is. I'm I'm sitting here just trying to keep up. I was like I was talking to my grandma today in Farsi and like my broken Farsi and like the five sentences that I can say without sounding completely like non-functioning. And my friends were listening to me and they were like, like how do you even like how are you Persian girl podcast like who are you? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> like either he's farsi half or like as farsi is farsi uno as man khayli betareme hala like uno mi farman chegad manam hoksam yeah i mean just think about it that way there's a lot of people there are a lot of people in the world where kind of like you know they speak four or five different languages And there are other people that, you know, barely speak one. So I think it's kind of like, uh, my English is not perfect and my Farsi is not perfect. So I'm right in the middle. So it's yeah, My favorite it's part weird. of the podcast is like, every time Nilu says a really complicated sounding word, I'm like, oh my God, I don't know what that was. But then thank God you say something. And then I'm like, okay, Armand also doesn't know. It. Like, I still have <laughs> Yeah, no, she has to like explain what she's talking about most of the time. Like it's, 
it's challenging. Even in our text messages, I always yeah. explain what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, she says something, especially, you know, what, like six months ago. Um, she would say like a slang word or or she would explain something. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like that was pure Farsi that, that's out of my dictionary. <laughs> Yeah. But um, um, I'll go ahead and kind of like introduce myself. Um, well, you guys probably heard it. My first name is Arman, and then I have my co-host here, um, Nilufar. Say what's up. Hi. Ah, uh, yeah. So okay, my name is Nilufar. So I go by Nilu because my name it's is easier. kind of hard, yeah, for non-Persian speakers. So I moved here like three years ago. So. Perfect. Um, well, she said that, uh, so I'm just going to kind of piggyback on that. I basically grew up here. I've lived um, everywhere from Texas, um, LA, pretty much everywhere in LA, now Orange County. Um, we started the podcast, uh, we started Toxia just because we wanted to kind of have something to do. And we both are a fan of podcasts in general. So it was kind of like a mutual thing for us. And you know, biggest thing in common. And we just talk for hours without even having the podcast on. So it was kind of a cool thing to do too. Um, There's that awkward silence. (laughs) No, I guess me, (laughs) we never know who's going to speak first. I've been called out not only by my friends, but by listeners who like leave us reviews on the podcast Apple app about how I constantly interrupt Millie. So as time goes on, like as the podcast goes on, I just get more and more nervous of like, who's going to call me out next. So I'm like working really hard on not interrupting her, but then sometimes she waits for me to talk. And then I'm just like, should I go first? Am I going to interrupt her again? See, we're even talking <laughs> and podcasting. Like I was, I was about to say that too, but I feel like that's how you guys talk. So I don't think you should change that. That's just, that's just your character. Yeah, that's our dynamic. <laughs> Nothing bad though, but I'm just saying. So I'll start talking. So Natalie interrupts me and introduce herself. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm Millie. <laughs> okay. Um. Wow. Uh, so I, yeah, my name is Millie. I was born in America. My family is from Iran, of course, naturally. Um, we started the podcast almost two years ago, about a year and a half ago. And I think where we differ is that like it's Persian girl podcast, but the theme of it is really being a bit removed from that and this experience as a first generation American or just first generation anything, but with a Persian background and with all of that same um, cultural influence and, and stuff like that. So, uh, I'm Natalie. I'm the other half of Persian Girl Podcast. Um, I was born and raised in New York in Great Neck. For anyone who knows what Great Neck is, it's a very um, densely populated Persian community. Um, and I, I grew up with like a dual kind of identity of being Persian and Israeli and a lot of people growing up not understanding how someone can be both um, because the two countries have such a intense history. 
Um, so I do understand Farsi, Farsi like almost completely, um, but I don't speak as well as Millie does. I think she grew up speaking more Farsi at home than I did. I grew up speaking either English or Hebrew. So those were like my main languages. But as I got older, I, I had more of an appreciation for Farsi and how poetic it is. And I kind of wanted to expand and try to learn more. Millie teaches me a lot, honestly. She teaches me a lot of, also she teaches me a lot of Farsi slang. Um, I think that LA Persians use more Farsi slang than the Americans. I mean, the New Yorkers. I yeah, think New I mean, York Persians like are more Americanized. Yeah, yeah. Um, like LA County or LA in general have a different Farsi speaking um, community. They have their own terms and they have their mm -hmm. own culture. That's, you know, it's kind of cool, but um Orange County too. Orange County has its own rich and um, OC and Newport Beach life Persians. It's kind of interesting. But I was going to um, say something about Persian language and Farsi being so poetic and everything. Um, I love you guys' Instagram page. As far as like the, you know, the the Persian, the, the Farsi ads and everything. Oh, that's um, all Millie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm an advertising. Really sentimental about pre-revolution Iran. I... I like think about it all the time how much i wish i could have been there and there's just like the aesthetics was like they were so strong the culture i mean yeah i'm just obsessed with that yeah no i love it um i'm an advertising major myself um but i you know i, I study those i watch like old persian ads on youtube sometimes and i just you know i think it's great i think it's pure art basically <laughs> no same here yeah it's like they weren't even trying to be that i mean this, that's like a whole uh episode of itself just talking yeah yeah about. sure but um i guess uh we can introduce today's topic now um which was you know because we're all persian yeah we have like we grew up in different places or you know i mean all of us kind of have a different timeline um, or like also with Natalie, East Coast and me, West Coast, um, and you guys immigrating to America at different times. I thought that um, both our listeners and maybe your listeners would be interested in a bit more about um, the life, what the life was like and is like um, for the youth in Iran right now. Um, yeah, so. I think... Um there's a lot that people basically outside of, of Iran don't don't see like even myself I, I was born over there but there's a lot that I didn't even know what was going on with um, you know the teenagers and and the young adult uh, you know young what do you call it um, not night, nightlife but basically like a more um, um, fun things that you know kids do in Iran that people don't see it when they're outside they just think it's very strict and full of laws and rules that you know people are always depressed and everything but i'm gonna leave that to neil if i have to kind of discuss because she has more experience than me <laughs> um so yeah so um i think that basically so the biggest like um differences if i'm gonna say between iran and the way that the um young generation live is that um if you are a girl so it's so hard to live in iran so as a girl who grew up in Iran and who grew up in Iran, I always have a fear of hijab. So whenever I want to go, so I have to be, be careful. So I have my rosary on, I have my uh, mantle, like, you know, it's so hard for me. And especially for both, for boys, um, 
about sarwazi can we give like a definition of like the different types of headdresses and whatnot to like explain to people who don't know about what like the difference between a hijab and um oh okay yeah so tell them what rusetti is and what's the difference between that and the niqab that you know more people see as like a more muslim thing oh okay the differences arab people were the the arab culture yeah okay so the rusetti is like a piece of what a piece of cloth uh, cloth maybe yeah so that we put on our hair so just we cover our hair with it and the way we do is uh, way different that the governor govern yeah the government wants so that's why sometimes they arrest us and i have experience on that so they arrest me and they call my parents so they can brought me a um just long long manto so that i can just leave there so basically from what i've seen when i was little um what she's basically explaining is pretty pretty straightforward like you know you go you go out you have your hair covered and if it's not covered to the point that they want it to be covered up um they can basically arrest you um you know put you in detention centers and do all kinds of stuff paperwork and everything and then have your parents or whoever your your friends or whatever bring you more coverage basically to cover up your your ankles cover up your hair but you know at the same time there's also like an iranian fashion that you know it still obeys the laws and you know there's still loopholes that people do but at the same time that's still happening the whole arresting part of it um well hello man me for some before so you could uh new bishtar uh explain better i mean it was great so far and she, yeah. i just i feel like you can bring your best um but most we can custom before some and as well like hey gush mikonan hamin fiction آره زندگی اونجا سخته ولی زندگی که آدما که خیلی پول دارن یه زندگی خیلی دیفرنت هست با اونا که انگار پول ندارن فکر میکنم اونا که خیلی پول دارن فقط تو خونهشون هستن که خیلی بزرگن اونجا لایک میمونی میگیرن بعدش فکر میکنم که میرن توی رستوران که I don't know. It's, it seems like basically what I'm saying though, anyone who's wealthy there is really, it's, they're like basically above the law. Um, and they're just kind of going from one high end area to another. So maybe like Engadbo police, like they're not, <laughs> I'm just <gonna> <laughs> <laughs> So, um, آره اونا واقعا میتونن که دیکن بای anything with money به خاطر همینه که پول دارا هیچ وقت مثلا تو این ترابل هایی که مثلا ما شاید بیفتیم نمیفتن به خاطر اینکه واقعا با پول همه کار میتونن بکنن و خب 
حتی برای اون تفریحایی که شاید آدمای معمولی مثلا بخوان تو کشور انجام بدن اونا چون پول دارن بچه‌هاشون رو میفرستن حالا یا کشوری که تو همون میدلیس هست یا حالا کشور اروپا یا جاهای دیگه اون تفریحاشون رو داشته باشن به هر حال اون آدمایی که جوونن انرژی دارن دیگه بالاخره یه جایی باید اون انرژی رو تخلیه کنن چه میگم مثلا تو ایران که کلاب نیست یا مثلا بار نیستش که آدم ها مثلا برن اونجا با موزیک انرژیش رو تخلیه بکنن تنها جایی که هست خیابون و اون مثلا ماشین بازیه که هستش تو ایران مثلا میرن تو خیابون با ماشین مثلا حالا یا مسابقه میذارن یا حالا مثلا چه میدونم شماره به هم دیگه میدن یا همه این چیزا اون آدمایی که پول دارن خب بچه‌شون رو میفرستن خارج یا همون اروپا یا هر جای دیگه بعد اونا اونجا انرژیشون رو تخلیه میکنن واسه همین تو درد سرایی که حالا ما که حالا مثلا میگیم میدل کلاس هستیم ما نمیافتیم یعنی اونا نمیافتن تو این مشکلایی که ما میافتیم واسه همین این واقعا درسته و اصلا میگن که کلا میگن مثلا تفریحای آدمایی که پول دارن با تفریحای ماها که میدل کلاس هستیم کلا خیلی فرق داره so not to like i don't know go against what you were saying armon but you're saying oh it's actually not that bad like are and god bad nis mudam ke ye jay khayli beautiful hastim chiza vali un law how do you say law qanun un qanuma hanuz to place hastan so aghe like mi khay berim birun ye kami muat از هیجاب افتاد بیرون like, اون مشکله واسد که هر وقتی که میری بیرون بعد این انگزایتی uh, داری ولی میدونم آدم کم کم عادت میکنه ولی خیلی من این آره خیلی ترسناکه واسه من آره واقعا مرسی <laughs> but but also my my uncle um like my mom's side of the family her, her parents got married very young in Iran they were 13 and 17 and they moved to Israel but my mom's oldest brother they were all her and her siblings were all born in Israel but her oldest brother uh when he was in his 20s he did a trip all over Europe and at the end of the, his trip he went to Iran but this was pre-revolution and he said Iran was more fun than any place in Europe he went to Like pre-revolution, Iran was insane. Like the parties were crazy. The clothing was crazy. Like they had all the new styles. And like Millie was saying, she's so nostalgic for like the pre-revolution Iran that she can never visit. And I really am too. Like I always say, I wish I can visit that Iran, not the Iran that's here now. Yeah, I mean... Well, it's not like that. I still think it's... I see there's like a lot of new developments. I'm just not happy with like... the politics of it yeah yeah i mean if we if we kind of um take politics out of the whole thing and you were talking about like having the anxiety of you know every time you want to step out you gotta cover up and you can't wear whatever you want what i was trying to the point that i was trying to make was with all those laws and and um i don't, I don't i'm not i'm not gonna say if they're good laws or or whatever uh with all those like policies and rules being in place people are still having fun people are still you know partying people are still you know low-key drinking people are still you know living their lives but you know you can't compare that to europe or here or getting arrested because you're not wearing 
you know, enough coverage or whatever yeah. you guys were saying, you know, just kind of piggybacking on that. But um, I was, I just remember my dad was telling me about, you know, how he used to like go out and clubbing and do all kinds of like crazy stuff before the whole revolution. And I always, I mean, every time he tells me that story, I'm like, dude, I wish I was, I was there like during 1970s or like 1960, late 1960s. I was like, you know, that's the era that I want to be in Iran, basically. Honestly, though, when you restrict people, like people always say like drinking was more fun in high school when you weren't supposed to be doing it. And I feel like in Iran, it's almost like that always. Like because things are restricted, it's like more exciting and more fun that you get to do it. And like it doesn't get old. Like the way partying gets old at a younger age in America, I think. I feel like in Iran, like they keep going because it's like so exciting that like they're doing something illegal. But I also heard the techno scene in Iran is insane. That's something I'd want. That's a reason I'd want to go visit Iran for like they're like. Yeah underground secret parties that's yeah i mean a cool thing to experience in history you you gotta talk to my brother then he knows every single underground club that's out there in iran (laughs) so are you guys allowed to tell us about like how i don't know i don't want you to get in trouble but i'm just like on one hand like five minutes ago you were like yeah there is no like any of that partying you have to travel but like there is an underground thing can we talk about this or no like am i gonna get a fatwa um well i was too young i mean i was too young when i left the country i was i was 11 12 when no, i left like not that if you experienced it but like how is that operating like where is this happening not specifics, yeah, yeah. but like yeah that's what i was gonna say um so what i've seen personally from friends and um basically social media and everything people do it um you know there's still a lot of uh like you guys said like the techno clubs and underground places that people go there's like a restaurant in iran that's pretty famous that's like a front business basically so you go in um it's like a kebab shop basically you go and order your food and there's like a secret door that one of my friends was telling me about you open that up and you go in the back and there's like a whole like edm style like basement thing you know what i mean but yeah i mean shit's crazy over there too just like it is here for techno and everything I think I would want to go just to experience what it's like. Like, to me, it's so crazy that we all live on the same planet, but it's as if we're living in different centuries. And, like, I I kind of want to visit Iran now just to be able to experience what that's like, to, like, like, what it's like to feel that, like, oppression and, like, to see how people react to it and still manage to, like, create happiness in their own lives. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, well, Nilfar, I think you've been to a couple of, I mean, people your age have been to, you know, different clubs and everything. But I mean, oh. if you want to kind of touch that, tell us about okay. it a little bit. Um, I don't know. 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 I don't خودشون میدونن که دارن میفروشن خب شما هم که داره میگیری پی میکنی بعدش ولی اونجوری خیلی نیست مثل قبلا که مثلا او الکل چی هست مثلا نه الان میگیرنمون من خودم یادم دو سال پیش برای اولین بار که برگشتم ایران ما رفتیم یه دونه رستوران بعد 
خیلی قشنگ یعنی واقعا خیلی قشنگ اومدن شراب باز کردن برامون بعد من همجوری مونده بودم گفتم من یه سال نبودم مثلا چی شده یعنی چی شراب میدونن بعد هم گفتن آره بخور اوکیه فیلمه من همجوری مونده بودم ولی خواستم بگم خیلی داره بهتر میشن همین We just lost um, some precious audio from the episode because we forgot to hit record. This is what happens when you get four Persians on a podcast. <laughs> How many Persians does it take to record a podcast correctly? Yeah. Four like the- is not enough, I guess. <laughs> of course not. So, I think I'm وقتی که تو ایرون زندگی میکرد did you have to به پدر مادرتون رو بهشون دروغ بگی اگه میخواستی بری بیرون با let's say با پسر یا این چیز I don't know آره it really depends on your parents so in my case so پدر مادر من جوری نبودن که خیلی strict باشن ولی خب به خاطر این بود که بابام هی می اومد آمریکا میرفتم که من خیلی بچه بودم بعد یه جوری شده بود که خیلی اوپن مایند شده بود من میگفت دختر مثلا بعد ایندیپند باشه و مثلا کارشو خودش انجام بده و اینا ولی خب مامانم استریک بود واقعا و مثلا به میگفت باید حتما یه سطح خونه باشی این ساعت حتما باید بیاد بعد اگه یکم دیر میشد من بعد توضیح میدادم مثلا میگفتم آره مثلا ترافیک بود این بود نشد زود برسن نشد حتما این ساعت بیام خونه ولی اگه با الان بخوام مقایسه کنم کازن من که الان تو ایرانه هیز لایک 17 بعد شروع کرد دیت کردن ون هی واز 14 آره 14 یا 15 14 بعد اون ولی الان مثلا اینجوری نیست خیلی راحت با دخترا میره بیرون بعد مثلا مام باباشم میدونن بعد تازه مثلا کمکش هم میکنن مثلا از نظر حالا چیزای رابطه یا مثلا سکشوال تینگا همه چیزها رو مثلا بهش میگن چون این چیزها رو تو مدرسه یاد نمیدن به ما یعنی نمیگن هیچ کدوم واسه همین یکی که مثلا واقعا بزرگ میشه هیچ اطلاعاتی نداره من اینکه خودش بره سرچ کنه تو اینترنت چیزها رو یاد بگیره و حالا این چیزاست حتی زمان منم نبود یعنی مثلا هیچ وقت مامان بابا من نشستن مثلا بشینه راجع به این چیزا با من حرف بزنن مثلا اگر اوکی این اینه این کار رو باید بکنی و اینا ولی خب میگم با این نیو جنریشن خیلی فرق میکنم باشون حرف میزنم میگم به نظر من چیز خوبیه به خاطر اینکه مثلا همین بود حالا زمانه قبل خیلی حالا مریضیایی یه مریضه مثلا مثل HIV این چیزا خیلی تو ایران زیاد شده بود چون واقعا نمیدونستن هیچکی نبود بهشون بگه بعد خب چون خیلی هم قانون و این چیزا بود همه مثلا همین جوری میرفتن حالا یه سری کارا میکردن حالا بعدش دیگه یه سری مریضی و این چیزا می اومد. Um, I'm just curious to know like, this guy is 17 or he started at 14. How is he dating? Who are these 14 year old girls he's going on dates with? Like who are their parents? من هر وقت ازش میپرسن he is like نمیدونم دیگه میاد دیگه بیرون منم میگم اوکی خوشبگذاره yeah, so, خیلی خوب میگن این دختر <laughs> <laughs> or maybe their parents are really uh, open minded now maybe uh, because the, the Persians here are not even that open minded um, 
I think what we also wanted to ask, we're going on a different trajectory, but Armand had asked this, but Asan Koja Adam meet me Konin Unja like آره. the best part فکرم همینه که ما تو خیابون همدیگر رو میت میکنیم <تصفيق> چیزی که اینجا نیست واقعا اولین سالی که من اومدم اینجا از کازنم پرسیدم این بود که شما کجا همدیگر رو میت میکنین چون خب اون هیچ ب... نه که هیچ بگراندی نداشت ولی خب نمیدونست دیگه به خاطر اینکه اون کلا یه بار که زمان های اسکولش اومده بود ایران که خب اون موقع مثلا زمانی بود که حتی دختر پسر نمیتونستن تو خیابون با هم را برن زمان کمیته و اینا آم بعد اون خب میگفتش که خب اوکی اینجا دیدینگ اپ هست مثلا خب تو کالج خیلی هم دیگر رو میت میکنن تو های سکول و این چیزا بعد من اینجوری بودن که نه خیابون ماشین بازی بعد اون اصلا هیچ آیدیایی نداشت که من دارم رجبه چی حرف میزنم تو ایران خیلی مثلا جای حالا به نظر نرمال و خیلی مثلا حالا جای فان و باحالیه چون واقعا فان و باحال خودم خیلی اکسپریانسشو دارم اینه که تو خیابون تو ماشین وقتی مثلا همینجی داری درایو میکنی یک کاله یکی میاد بقیله زد میگه او مثلا کنه هاوی یور نامبر بعد تو از اول میگی نه بعد حالا یا تو شمارتو میدی بعد دیگه تکس میدین به هم دیگه بعد میدین دیت میکنین بعد یا تو پارتی ها خیلی الان مود شده You work hard Switching to Metro isn't. This holiday, there's zero fees to switch. Right now, get high-speed data for just 25 bucks a line for four lines. That's Metro's lowest price, period. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your holiday. Plus, device sales tax with eligible port in a no T-Mobile service in past 180 days. One phone per line while supplies last. If new line deactivates, all lines lose four line promo rate. Additional terms apply. Limited time offer. See MetroByTMobile.com. که تو پارتی همدیگر رو میت میکنه یا مثلا یکی به هم معرفی میکنه مثلا میگن آره فلانی سینگله مثلا بیا برو با این دوست شو یا مثلا حالا با هم برین دیت ببینین چی میشه با اینا ولی خب میگم اون جای میجر رو اصلا اون فان حتی بگیم واقعا اون فان الان جوانای ایرانی اینه که ویکند بشه مثلا ویکند تو ایران it's like Thursday and Friday ویکند بشه برن تو خیابون به قول خودم برد ماشین بازی برن همینجوری فان داشته باشن Should we explain in English what ماشین بازی is for all the Americans who've never heard of such a thing Millie do you want to go or No you can do you want to explain So basically what I tell you is like You can be driving at any time and then like suddenly you're at a red light and some guy stops next to you and he'll just like roll down his window and be like, hey, you're cute. Take my number, hit me up. Like Not basically- even at the red light, just there is certain street that you can drive in and they oh, are... There's like no yeah. streets where people will like go yeah. down and meet people. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That was the impression I had because I think I've seen videos on Instagram of like, people getting dressed up and they go with their cars and play music and the windows down. So I think, yeah, but I'm also under the impression that like this doesn't happen. It's like it happens in groups, right? Mm, Or, right. Yeah. 
normal to happen in group because وقتی تنهایی یکم ویرده مثلا حالا یکی بیاد yeah. لحظه دخواه باش حرف بزنی ولی خب وقتی با دوستات باشی تو گروپ باشی اکثرا فان میشه بعد یکم جوک میکنین با هم دیگه خب خوش میگذاره yeah because we were thinking about how weird that would be in America like someone just coming up to your car um, but it's like a different approach I think it's like there's these groups of young kids and like it's they're part of the same scene um so that's my impression of it and like why it's not entirely creepy like it's actually fun or something but um it's really fun yeah let's talk about you know depending on what kind of car you drive you know the, the better mm-hmm. the phone numbers you get the more real phone numbers you get too <laughs> that's the reality yeah. are people like really judgmental like do you need to like pause biddy like oh you have this car like maybe if your car isn't nice enough you won't even go to that street like what's the yeah that's totally true when machine you get better phone number <laughs> yeah i mean there's certain areas that <laughs> there's nicer cars and certain zip codes and just like how it is here too there's better houses and everything so you, you get quality numbers and quality girls <laughs> I, I learned my lesson though at a young age that you don't give a fake number because I've had I've had guys they're like oh I'm gonna call you right now and they call and it's not real and my phone's not ringing and I'm like okay fuck yeah no I used to do that in high school where I would just read back the same number and they would like not correct me I mean I would read back that the number they gave me like a digit like a different digit in the middle and they would not correct me so I knew it was That's so smart. Number. I, I just did not know my own phone number because I had such a bad memory. And I'm, I remember one time this guy that I actually thought was really cute asked for my number and I didn't have my phone on me. And I was like, I don't know my number. And he's like, he's like, you're so mean. If, you, if you're not into me, just say so. Like, you don't have to lie. I'm like, no, I actually am into you. I just don't know my number. He's like, I don't believe you. I'm like, okay, fine. Give me your number on a piece of paper and I'll text you later when I have my phone. I literally, like, I just had the worst memory. But, like, he, like, straight up thought yeah. I was lying. He's like, you're just not into me. I'm like. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say something about the phone numbers in Iran, too. They're, uh, they're like, good phone numbers. There's, like, you know, uh, phone number, like, there's upper-class phone numbers, area codes. Right, Nidafar? Mm, there's like not with phone numbers phone numbers, yeah. phone numbers area codes. No. no area code is only for homes not the cell phones wait cell don't, phones don't have an area code oh, the, the phone number like the cell phones are you know the phone number the area codes of the phone number the cell phone numbers are basically the company that you buy it from that uh, a certain number for each company that you buy it from Wow, so like everyone knows your status like right away just based off your phone number. That's what I was saying. Like depending on what phone number you have, they know how much money you make as yeah. which company you're going like, for. I have Metro Express, which is by far one of the shittiest <laughs> cell phone companies to ever exist. But nobody knows that. <laughs> well, now they do. <laughs> now you just... <laughs> <laughs> now, now they do. I, mean, I don't care. Everyone can know. It's fine. But like that's kind of so fucked up because imagine if like Metro PCS had its own like area code like everyone would just know right away that i've met your pcs what if i don't want them to know it's such a like status like it just gives away your status right away yeah that's that's what i was trying to say too like they know exactly like 
if you have a good job, if you know, if if you can afford a good phone number and from a certain com- company, they just um, they judge you right away too. Not in a bad way, obviously, but just being I nice. I bet honestly, I bet a lot of Persian girls in America are like, "Oh, I kind of wish it was like that here, so I wouldn't have to guess <laughs> how good of a job this guy has." Right. It's fine. They probably have a brother who works at a real estate company and can like go on LexisNexis and search the guy on the database. Oh God! I actually started. I'm not speaking personal. <laughs> I started working at a real estate company, and sometimes my boss will tell me like, "Oh, look at this guy. Look at like look look at how much he makes a year." I'm like, "Oh, is he single?" Like, I'm like, working at a real estate company is a great way to find a man because I already know what your bank account looks like. I know what apartments you're looking at. I I know you're like, I don't know, any type of history if you've been arrested. Like we, we have to see like certain things about you. So like, it's great. Like there's nothing, there's no guessing. There's no playing games. I already know everything about you. Yeah, yeah maybe this is, a, this is a big thing why Persians go into real estate. <laughs> because they're like major fuzuls and need to- That's know. a really good point. <laughs> I am very fuzul. No, but I wouldn't really do that. Um, wait, That's fine. I wanted to ask about, I feel like we, we got off the topic. I want to grill Neelu more about like, their life Damn. there. <laughs> no, it's really um, interesting talking to someone who grew up there because my only cousin I had left that grew up in Iran is very religious. So she literally just never did anything like that. Like, she could she couldn't tell me anything about like secret underground like cool things like that um so yeah i was going to ask like so your parents they were weren't your mom was strict but your dad was a bit more open minded and then you did go out with people but like masalan chimi gofti vaqti ke rafti birun like the pedar chimi okay i I told them the truth, but just a part of it. You know, مثلا من با هیچ وقت تنها نمیرفتم دیت. وقتی من با دوستم میرفتم، میگفتم با دوستم دارم میرم بیرون. ولی دیگه نمیگفتم مثلا اوکی پسرم هست. So I told them the truth, but یه جاهایشو نمیگفتم. بعد ولی خب وقتی من مثلا رسیدم 19 شدم، دیگه خب به مامانم میگفتم همه چیزو. یعنی she knew that I have boyfriend and everything. مثلا میریم بیرون حتی بابا من میدونست ولی خب یکی هم مثلا هبه میگفت بیشتر مواظب باش مثلا بیشتر به هم زنگ میزد مثلا میگفت کجا میری بعد کی میای ولی خب خیلی اینجاش جالب بود که دیگه مثلا به هم نمیگفت ده خونه باش با اینکه مثلا میدونست با پسر بیرونه ولی میگفت اوکی مثلا شاید یکم و مواظبته مثلا بعد آم آره دیدید میگم واقعا it really depends on the parents که چه جوری هم بخواد اینکه من دوستایی هم دارم که مثلا از اون اول اولش که مثلا تین بودیم همه چی رو میگفتن به مامان باباشون یعنی مثلا مامانش همه چیز رو میدونست باباشم همه چی رو میدونست از اون برم یه سری دوستایی رو داشتم که هنوز که مثلا we are 23 هنوز مثلا مامانش نمیدونه که مثلا این داره دیت میکنه یکی یعنی من هر دو تا دوست رو دارم یکم میگم دیگه دیپند سو یه حرف که خیلی میزنیم تو پادکست ما راجبه ورژینیتی و 
هنوز خیلی اون یه چیز هست اینجا که خیلی فامیلا نمیخوان دخترشون برند like, سکس داشته باشن so, اون حرفا هنوز هست تو فامیلا اونجا یا depends. نه خیلی بهتر شد یعنی واقعا هنوز همی دیپنس که حالا تو چه فامیلی هستی ولی میگم مثلا من خودم میبینم خب خیلی اوپن مایند ترن راجع به این چیزا نمیشینن بودن مثلا حرف بزنن بگن مثلا مثلا چه نم این کارو نکن یا این کارو بکن ولی مثلا حرفاشون آدم میفهمه که اوکی مثلا اینا اوکی چی میگم اینا مثلا خیلی استریک نیستن یا مثلا نمیگن این کارو نکن یا این کارو بکن ولی میگم نسبت به اون چیزی که من تو ایران بودم حالا من سه ساله اومدم و این نسبت اون زمانی که من تین بودم تو ایران خیلی بهتر شده یعنی خیلی انگار همه چی اوکی تر شده حالا من واقعا نمیدونم چه اتفاقی افتاده ولی واقعا من مثلا هر کی رو میبینم اصلا خیلی اوپن مایندن اصلا انگار واقعا یه چیزی عوض شده اینجا هم همینطور like... This generation Z is like very open. Um, the kids of it, I mean, but I mean, obviously different circumstances. But uh, one thing that we were saying that got lost in the audio was how um, in these and any time where there were restrictions, we found that there's actually so much more creativity, like. and how there's this underground scene in Iran where there's like they're producing amazing music i'm assuming and there's these secret clubs and there's this like also car culture and then i like had related it to picasso in world war 2 uh with the sculptures that came out of that time but no and then i was saying that iran suffered enough they can <laughs> they could use some liberation uh Yeah, I mean, you, you kind of talked about the creativity, too. Um, I mentioned that earlier when we lost the audio. That, yeah. You know, there's so much pressure that people have to get creative. And um, that's the beauty of it. Like, there's so much um, the music scene, the fashion industry. Um, um, I'm a graphic designer myself. And I, I look at, you know, sometimes I kind of learn from graphic designers from inside of Iran and I get inspirations from them too. It's, it's crazy that people, sometimes people don't even see that, to be honest. Yeah, I was also, another thing that we had mentioned earlier, um, it's annoying that we keep saying this for the listeners, I imagine, but um, like Natalie was like, oh, I can't believe that a guy would just come up to the car like that or just like come up to a girl in the street like that. And I was saying like, it is so funny to imagine not just because of, like it's weird but like i think the men here don't have as much balls like they you know you, there's you don't want to generalize but it seems like the only place where they would approach a woman is like if there's alcohol in the yeah i said it in farsi last i think when i said it in farsi it sounded better before but um yeah it's just like Yeah, and then I think I was saying that maybe the life is better there in this way, even though we were criticizing. Um, but I mean, it's definitely 
a cool experience I would love to like see at one point in my life when I'm still young because it's just such a different world and I feel like it would be such a culture shock for me but in the best way um so why did you guys come to America um so for me um it was just studying here and just see what's happened it's like I have a question that I hope isn't too personal for Nilofar. In regards to like people going, getting arrested for too much of their hair showing, is it kind of a normal thing to get arrested as a girl in Iran? Like, do your parents not really get mad? Like, I can't imagine getting arrested. Like, Millie's been arrested. But like, but... (laughs) But like I can't like most kids my age have not been arrested. But is it kind of a normal thing in Iran? Like because there's so many girls not following the rules and not covering their hair enough, and like the police want to make an example out of these girls, so they just come up to them and arrest them. Um. So no, in my opinion, it's not normal at all, even in Iran. Um. uh, yeah. Yeah, so they didn't process پولیس بیاد واسه یه کمی مود که نشون میده یا فکر میکنی هنوز خیلی یاگ هستن که میگن نه باید اینجوری باشه like what's the we know what I mean what's their moral it's hard من هر دوتاشو دیدم همونه که مثلا میگن اوکی اینجوری باید باشه it's the best way 
ولی این مای اپینین من فکر کنم الان بیشتر کسایی هم که میگن نه مثلا چرا باید اینجوری باشه نه باید اینجوری باشه هر کسی بالاخره میتونه که انتخاب کنه که حالا هر جوری دوست داره لباس بپوشه من فکر میکنم آره um, add something to what Nidufar said earlier too about you know she's going back and فکر میکنه که عقب افتاده کمو نمیتونه جا بیفته um, Iran and especially Tehran has such a fast moving culture um, that honestly if she's if you're not there for like six months you're out of the loop you kind of have to catch up and you know with the music and and what people are doing for fun and everything you get behind if you're not there for like six seven months right right am, even am with fashion no No, you're right. من برای اولین بار که برگشتم خالم مجبور شد برای مانتو بخره به خاطر اینکه من اصلا خیلی اولد فشن بودم با اینکه شاید من مثلا ده ماه نبودم ایران اصلا یه جوری افتاده بودم عقب که امم گفت میگم امم خالم بهم گفت اوکی بیا من برات مانتو رو سعی کردم الان فشن ایران اینه مثلا تو باید اینجوری بری بیرون من گفتم اوکی مثلا همین خیلی سخته yeah. بخواه کچاب کنی وقتی بعد از یه تایمی برمیگردی ایران that's, that's exactly what I was saying too so it's hard I mean people don't see it too I mean it's such a fast moving culture I love it though I wish I could go back I haven't been back in 10 years it's, it sucks no I really like what you're telling me actually it's so intriguing like خیلی خوشم اومد did you we also had lost the where you asked us about where you think um, oh yeah um that was a question i asked you guys so um i'm kind of curious i think to well I'm, i'm curious about what you guys think or what you guys imagine um people your age think of their future or think about their future in Iran like how do you imagine them thinking about their future so as I was saying I think this relates to what we've been talking a lot about throughout the episode I think that answer depends on what kind of family or financial circumstance this person is in so if they're part of this you know ultra wealthy family and their parents are you know families in manufacturing and they're one of like the main uh, families or something like that in Tehran maybe uh, I think their lives are set and they don't really think about or maybe care about the future um, I, I don't think those kinds of laws affect their lives directly and they're comfortable um, and then I think there's this like middle class which has they're educated and they are culturally aware, but they know that there are more opportunities for them outside of Iran. So they're going to leave um, for college or something else, either to Europe or America. That's what I think. And I, they're probably frustrated um, with the current state. Um, I don't know if there's any kind of person who has like kind of established themselves as someone opposing Uh, the current ruler uh, but and as for uh, someone who's like in a lower class I, I don't want to generalize but I think either there's someone who has like the same kind of opinion as 
this middle-class person who's educated, who is curious, and they most likely are suffering the most um, because there's a chance that their parents are very strict, very backwards. Um, but I mean, those kinds of things exist in all, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm giving like a very simplified, generalized answer, but uh, I, I think it, it's just like this polarity where either people, they don't care about it, changing of a future for Iran. And then there are people who are passionate about it, uh, who protest maybe. And then there are people who do want to change, but they end up just leaving because it's too maybe frustrating or devastating to think about because it seems yeah. so impossible. It's, it's kind of like, um, just look at it this way. People who have the power and, and the authority to, to make those kind of changes don't want to. And the people who, um, who can't do anything about it, who, who just kind of have to live by the, the, obey by the rules and live by the, the, the rules, um, they want to change everything, but they can't because they have, basically have no power. So like you said, the rich or the upper class decide to kind of take the easy route and leave the country or, you know, just live by the rules and take, um, take advantage of basically that's what's, that's what happens a lot in Iran too. Okay. Natalie, did you, what do you think of? I think she's still processing all the, the Farsi. <laughs> um, no, my, my opinion on like how people in Iran see their future didn't necessarily have to do with social status and what class they were in. Um, it just really depended on whether or not they were pro the revolution or whether or not they're waiting for a new revolution and whether or not they see as a new see a new revolution as even a possibility because there are a lot of people out there who even on like in the most random places even on tiktok like we started making tiktoks for Persian Gold podcasts and um based on the type of tiktoks you view and the videos you view the algorithm shows you different types of videos so i started getting a lot of videos about being persian and about um just iran in general and life in iran and whatnot um and there were so many people writing in the comments like um we want the shah back like one day a revolution will happen and, and the shah's son will come back like and it's just like so like out of like every place you would think to see comments like this like to see it on tiktok on like a random video about iran like i just thought it was so interesting how like even in the smallest of places, there's like little seeds of hope that people plant. So like it, to me, it didn't necessarily have to do with like social status. I think there's wealthy and poor people who are pro the Shah coming back. And I think there's wealthy and poor people who are pro the current state of Iran and the current government in Iran. So to me, it wasn't about like class. It was just about whether or not you like the government that's in state right now, or if you want someone else to replace it. Yeah, that's, that's very true. That's a good point, too. Um, I was also going to mention it. I think people, especially like the lower, uh, like middle class to lower class in Iran, they're kind of in a situation where they don't want to see, they just want to see something new. Like they don't, they, they might be tired of the, the current government. They're, they're probably not even thinking about Shaw and the whole, 
you know, the family coming back to Iran, I, I, I feel like they're just looking for something new other than, uh, you know, the previous or the current situation. Yeah, I don't That's think a lot of people, opinion. yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you guys are more, obviously, Armand and Neil, you're more um, expert, have a better expertise, but um, I don't think, I mean, obviously the Shah was problematic in his own ways, but I understand that people have the general nostalgia for his time because it's the last thing people can remember of a freedom. But um, I think like anyone who is passionate uh, politically, they, they're looking for a different kind of leader as well. I, I agree. So Yeah, that's, that's what I was saying too. I mean, even in America, we claim to be such a progressive, great country. We're even waiting for a different kind of leader. Like, <laughs> I don't think anyone right now is currently happy with what's happening in our country politically. Yeah, I don't think anyone in the world is, is happy with what's, what's going on with the U.S. No. <laughs> Majority of the world, I think, thinks we're a joke right now. But we just have to learn to laugh at ourselves and try to ride it through. Um, but people, I think it's interesting that people still want to move here and still come here looking for hope and looking for a future when the U.S. is like in very deep shit at the moment. I mean, sometimes you have to choose between bad and worst. So yeah, I think yeah. That's, that's the situation. No, I think we need to s still see that the U.S. is like in is still uh, salvation for many people um, because yeah. other countries are really much worse not in like a way to insult them. It's just because of poor leadership. It's not like a, but anyways, yeah, this is a, another, <laughs> this could go on forever. But um, thank you guys for both letting us come onto your podcast and coming on to ours. Would this yeah, be mean, a good time to say Khoshumadin or is that like not the right word? <laughs> that's, that's definitely the right that's word. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, thank you guys for having us and also coming onto our show. Uh, this was very different for us. As I don't know if you've ever heard of our one of our episodes, but it was very different. Um, but I had a lot of fun. I mean, we both had a lot of fun, me and Nilfar. So thank you guys. I appreciate your um, invitation. So formal. <laughs> no, you guys are the formal. Before we began recording, I was saying that they're like Adam Hissabi and we're just like me and Natalie <laughs> with like no formality. <laughs> but anyways. Yeah, thank you guys. Um, just going to do a little plug. If you guys want to listen to all of the podcasting platforms, just search for Toxio. We appreciate you guys. And yeah, check out Persian Girl Podcast. We're on all platforms as well. There you go. Thank you guys. Thank you. Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking be one with nature in the desert rogue? Go snowshoeing in Alaska rogue? Or take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in market competitors. Base models compared.